You're listening to The Poncho Section, conversations about all things media and Mel Brooks. It's a podcast. And here's your hosts, Michael Canfer and Ethan Feldstein. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Poncho Section, where today we're going to talk about the year that wasn't. But we're going to focus on some positives. Some positives from 2020 and some positive things moving forward into 2021. The keyword being positivity, because <laughs> there's just enough negativity out there that we want to focus on the good. And you know, I was thinking, I was thinking earlier, what was? Do you remember the last movie you saw? I guess the last movie you saw in the theater before everything, before the shutdowns. Oh damn! Yeah. Um. Wow, I honestly cannot remember that. I remember having a, this conversation with somebody yeah. a, not too long ago and remembered what I saw. And I just remember it being like, it was like a, a movie that you would be kind of sad to say that was the last movie you saw in theaters. Well, mine's sad to say. I don't remember what it was. Mine, I'm what sad was to yours? say. Mine was the Impractical Jokers movie. And that was oh, someone that's else's. Sad. Yeah, that was someone else's <laughs> suggestion. But, you know, at the time, I thought I'll, it was just something to do. It was. Um, I was spending a day with someone who, mm-hmm. uh, I guess I'd say, needed needed a good day. So I kind of let them choose everything, and sure. and that was what was there and what was playing. And it was a nice, beautiful. It was the Monday before the shutdowns, so we wow. were out and about. It was that Monday. It must have been March eighth. I, I believe that was the exact date. Okay. Um, and it was a beautiful day. It was like a beautiful spring day, like you know, like a really good early spring day. When you're, and just being like out and about, and it was a Monday in Queens, and it wasn't crowded, and you could just like move about at your own pace. Sure, it was glorious, and it was like it kind of to me. I was like, oh, things things are looking up. You know, <laughs> I I didn't know, but the, the thing was, the coronavirus was around, but it was didn't seem as serious yet like we right. we, we went to two restaurants that day we had inside. no clue what we were doing back then it's crazy though because i think about it then like at that time it was probably i was probably it was probably the most unsafe at that time but i didn't know it you know what sure I mean? yeah it's it's kind of it's kind of weird how how things have gone but that was the last movie i saw and that was that was a bad one so um <laughs> Not that it was bad. It was it was a fun day, but the thing right. the thing that's been hardest for me during the pandemic is the movies for me has always been my escape and my way to, uh, you know, just to to disconnect for a little while. Sure. And a lot of and a lot of this year, like while there's been good stuff, it's sort of it's been um, staggered a little bit. Like it just doesn't seem and things that should be in theaters coming out. Uh, like coming out on streaming services just seems odd. Yeah. And, but it doesn't mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is it used to be that the quality, there was like a quality issue where the, Mm -hmm. you always felt there was always like the direct to video when it's like a movie goes direct to video. You're like, Oh, that movie probably sucks, which most of the time it did. Now that's like not a thing anymore. Now they go straight to streaming services and now it's the quality is there. So yeah. and and more so now with the shutdowns, like now everything is sort of in two places at once. So it's streaming and in theaters where where you can go see it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But there's, I mean, there's been like a few, there's been some good ones that I've seen um, this year. Sure. And, um, and I think it would have been fun to see him in the theater, but you know, such is life. Um, is there anything for you that comes to mind that stands out? Some, um, some movies. Definitely. Uh, the, I would say one thing before we, we get into the details of the movies is that, ooh, excuse me. Uh, I, I did notice though that there were, I probably did watch more movies than I think I would have if the movies were open. Yeah. If that makes sense. Cause I definitely checked out more movies that, went to streaming, then mm. I, pro- I probably would have skipped them I, I, if I had to pay to go to the movies or whatever. Um, yeah. See, I don't know if that's the same for me. I can't. Hmm. I would have to. I wish I could go back and like statistically pick out like what movies I saw in the theater. I mean, when I was a teenager, I used to go every week. I would yeah. see the newest movie every week. And then as I got older, I got pickier, but I still went pretty often. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know how, um, also I think when you're a couple as well, I think you go to more movies. Okay. Um, yeah, sure. But, um, yeah, I don't know if I actually saw more this year. That would be a mm-hmm. good thing to, I'm sure most people are like you though. Most people probably did. Yeah. There, I mean, there, and there were certain ones that I probably would have seen in the theater that I just watched at home. Um, to your question, ones that stood out. Yeah. Uh, one that comes to mind was uh, "Sound of Metal." Oh, I haven't seen that. That's actually that, that was one I wanted to see with um, Riz Ahmed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, that was really good. I totally recommend that on Amazon, um, right? I yeah, I believe it was on Amazon. Um, it was directed by Darius Martyr. I think that's how you pronounce the last name i'm writing this down olivia cook is in it uh paul i think it's ratchy oh olivia cook is she the the young curly haired one am i thinking of um i don't know i don't know honestly i don't know what other uh film she's been in oh olivia, um, if, if i'm thinking of, of who olivia cook is i really like her um if i'm mm-hmm. thinking of the right person she was right. in um a movie i love called thoroughbreds which she's great okay. in. Um, she's, re- she's like the really, um, I hope it's the right person. She's mm-hmm. like the really, uh, s- I wouldn't call her sarcastic, maybe snarky, like um, friend. Like uh, I, it's, it's a movie about these two girls. It's, it's very good. Um, I'll, mm-hmm. just, I'll just say that. I won't go into that. But sure. there's that one. And also she was in Ready Player One as well. I believe that's her. Okay. Yep. Yep. I think that's exactly who that is. Um, yeah. She's she's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then also starring Lauren Ridloff and Matteo Matteo or Matteo Almerich. He was the uh, is it the bad in, guy in uh, Quantum of Solace? Bad guy in Quantum of Solace wasn't wasn't that um the James Bond that the one that came after Casino Royale. Oh, okay. I, I was thinking of what was the the latest one before. T- um. Oh, what was the latest? But that one? that had Christoph Waltz. Right. Yeah. That that was that was bad. Quantum of Solace yeah. wasn't that good either, though. I find no. Recall. I didn't. I didn't really like that one either. Wait, is it Matt M A T H I E? Uh, yeah. Matt Matthew. Matthew. Okay. French. 
that's uh, that's how uncultured I am. Mathieu, um, I believe that's. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, Chelsea Lee is, is also in the film. Um, but it th- this doesn't give anything away. You could literally th- find out exactly what it, what it's about. But essentially, uh, Riz his character is a, a metal drummer, and mm. he's going through hearing loss, and it's. I just love the way that they filmed this movie where you really get this sense of like kind of feeling what he's going through with just like this kind of hopelessness of like losing a part of your life that you, that you love Um, Mm -hmm. the kind of like maybe claustrophobic feeling of being alone um uh, not being able to hear and the sound design is just fantastic in this film yeah i totally recommend it it's very cool that actor paul ratchy or reach or whatever he's i believe is a a deaf actor or whatever and he's been in i've seen him now in a few things after that this film he's very cool so yeah that was one movie that i really enjoyed this year uh and totally recommend and was that one that you would have seen in the theater had you had um, seen like ads for it. Do you think it depends? I think yeah. I, I honestly I don't rem- remember when exactly in the year it came out. I feel like that might have been a if it came out like around like the holidays. That might have been like one of those good holiday movies mm-hmm. that you see that I I tend to see like on, around Christmas. But maybe not. I don't know. It it's I feel like I'd normally go for like the action slash comedy movies. Right. When I go to you, the theater. Well, comedy. See, that's the thing. I, I think actually, for me, mm-hmm. I miss seeing a good comedy in the theater because it's been a really long time, and I love when the crowd laughs together. Sure. And it doesn't have to be like a typical comedy. I probably talked about it before, but when I was in high school, I went to see Happy Feet. And I was in an audience, <laughs> and it was like at a it was at a late show. And I was in like a audience with a bunch of stoners, probably, and it was just like. And and it was Robin Williams as a penguin, and like everyone sure. was just laughing, and it just made it made that movie just more enjoyable, just because I was with this crowd. Totally, it was just goofy. Yeah. Um, but what uh, would you say is your the the a film that you recommend that you really enjoyed this year? Yeah, so I don't have um I don't know if it's a favorite, but one that stands out to me from this year mm-hmm. um because I, I watched it twice was the movie Palm Springs. Did you see that? Yes. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was just like a nice little hour and a half movie that mm-hmm. was, you know, it, some people are saying it's like ripping off, um, Groundhog Day, but I think it's, it's like well aware of what it's doing. Yeah. You know, it's like paying homage, but also doing its own thing. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's not really like ground. Yeah. Like the basic kind of living the day over and over again is, but mm-hmm. it's not, it's not exactly the same thing. It's like, yeah. I don't want to give too much away, but it's it's like like uh, expanding that, expanding yeah. on that premise. Let's, I would say definitely. Um, I, I totally and I thought agree. Andy Samberg, who I normally don't like, I actually thought he was really good because he wasn't playing. He his character didn't seem as stupid to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. but the the one who played against him, um, Kristen Milioti. Yeah. Um, Kristen or Christine? Um, uh, I have it as Kristen. Kristen. Kristen Milioti was fan. She was great. She mm-hmm. played that part so well. Yeah, um, I loved their chemistry, and it was good. Char- it great really characters well. in that movie, and yeah. J.K. Simmons. 
J.K. Simmons was fantastic. I was gonna say, I think. Yeah, he was. To, he, to, he to your point favorite. where, like, they were kind of aware of what they were doing. Yeah. But also, I think his character, I think, made it much more unique yeah. in a story wise because they go into like kind of like what his deal is yeah. and like how he's kind of stuck with this whole thing and it, it, his stuff was very interesting. Yeah, it's it's um yeah sad but actually like heartfelt. Um, yeah. I just thought that movie um, had all the, all the right pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and for something, it was a good movie to come out this year because it was a real, it was a <laughs> yeah. real distraction movie and mm-hmm. something silly and uh, fun. And um, that was probably, probably my favorite. Yeah. Okay. I would say. Yeah. That was definitely a good one. It, it seems to be uh, a lot of people liked it. I uh, I pulled a lot of the Rotten Tomatoes uh, numbers. Yeah, uh, seems that the critics really liked it. They got it, gave it a ninety four, and the audience gave it an eighty eight. That's really good. Yeah, that's that's actually as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, for the the first movie that I mentioned, um, Sound of Sound Metal. of Metal, that got a ninety seven ninety. That's even better. So I'll have to. Yeah. I really want to watch that. That'll. Mm-hmm. Um, there were other movies though that I enjoyed this year. I don't. Do you have other sure. ones that? Um, that maybe are like up there, but just for whatever reason. Yeah. There was, there were movies that I enjoyed that and I was like, I really like this. And then there were others that I was like, I had a good time, but I don't know if I'd watch that again. Mm-hmm. In the latter category, I would put down the two movies, I Am Your Woman. Okay. Which um, stars Rachel Bronzana, Bronzanin. I believe she plays uh, uh, Rachel Mrs. Brosn- Maisel. Rachel Bro- Brosnahan. Brosnahan, wow! I, holy crap! That's why you I have not, me here. That's why I have you here, dude. Um, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I think she plays M- Mrs. Maisel. Yeah, and um, I, I ran into. I didn't run into. I saw Joel Maisel at a bar right before the oh, pandemic. Oh yeah, you were telling me about that. <laughs> yeah, like the week before. I hope he's doing all wow. right. Yeah, hopefully. Whatever um, his his, uh, his uh, name is, his actor, right. <laughs> his actor name, his real person <laughs> name. Sure. So in that movie, it was. That one got, uh, interestingly enough, in eighty one forty eight. So it doesn't seem like a lot of pe- a lot of the audience liked it, but I th- I thought it was good. It was that in this nineteen seventies set crime drama, a woman is forced to go on the run after her husband betrays his partners, sending her and her baby on a dangerous journey. And and hilarity I, ensues. Yeah, hilarity ensues exactly. What I really liked about it is that I felt. As an audience member that I knew basically as much as she did, mm-hmm. uh, which was not much. So the whole time you're just like, what is going on? And not in like a, what the fuck's going on? Is there like an alien kind of invasion? Any of that shit. It's more of like, what the fuck is going on? I have like an idea of like, what's going on? Is so-and-so dead? Is this going on? Is like, what's going on here? It was very, I, I liked it a lot. And there were some pretty cool shots. Um, it is I am I am your woman or I am not your woman. I'm your woman. It's like I apostrophe M. I'm your woman. I'm. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Um. So that I I really enjoyed, but I don't know if I would watch it again. Mm-hmm. Um. And then the other one that I enjoyed, but again, I don't know if I would watch it again, is Uncle Frank. Oh, which uh, stars Paul one, Bettany. Another one I saw trailers for, and I was like, oh, I'd like to see this, and mm-hmm. I just never did. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, it's one I definitely recommend. Uh, that got a seventy four eighty four, 
Uh, oh, sorry, seventy-eight, eighty-four. Seventy-eight from the critics. From the critics, eighty-four from the audience. I um, like that score though. I like when the yeah. audience score is like a slight, a slightly better. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why I yeah. like that. That was directed yeah. by Alan Ball. Oh uh, yeah, Alan Ball. I didn't realize he directed that. I don't know. Alan, I'm very bad with when it comes to like directors and knowing like other works that they've done. Alan but... Ball did, um, or he wrote American Beauty. Oh yeah. Okay. And he did the show Six Feet Under, as well as True Blood. Oh wow! And uh, another failed show um, called. Uh, Oh god, I forgot the name of it, so I won't even mention it. But, um, but <laughs> he, right. he's had a lot of success. He's had a okay. lot of success. Um, so that's that's a good, that's really cool. Nice. So yeah, that was starring Paul Bettany, uh, Sophia Lillis, uh, Peter McDizzy, Steve Twitch. Zahn. Oh, I love Steve uh, Zahn. Judy Greer, uh, oh, yeah, Margot awesome. Martin Martindale, and Mar- Stephen Root. Character actress Margot Martindale. Fantastic. Yeah. And Stephen Root was in it. Um, oh, that's a great cast. Yeah, it's very good. Essentially, Paul great Bettany cast. plays a Sophia Lillis's character's uncle who lives in the city. Um, she goes to stay with him, I believe, for school um, when she goes, to, I think, to like NYU or something like that. And this is also taking place in the seventies. Turns out that uh, this doesn't give anything away. Like you, this is like the first. Five seconds. Um, Paul Bettany's character is gay, and it's just basically him dealing with like what it was like growing up in that how in his household, and in like time. yeah, and you're kind of seeing this through uh, his niece's eyes, right? More or less. Um, it was really good. I totally recommend it. Um, I don't know if I'd watch it again, but um, very. I've enjoyed it thoroughly. That's great. Um, yeah, these are ones like I've been really bad this year. I it's weird that um I actually I'm like the opposite where I actually like to go to the movies. I like to have mm-hmm. like a reason to see it in the theater. Seeing it at home for me doesn't do it as much justice. Um yeah. but I did see some good ones. Um so I and this is very recent. Um I just saw the movie Soul, which yes. um I happen to really like, um, mm-hmm. and I would watch that again. The weird thing about that one is that Soul is the new Pixar movie, for those of you who don't know. It's not a kid's movie, really, at all. It doesn't yeah, have I any... So. I, don't, I can't imagine any kid liking it. Um, it's, it's so deep, though. It's yes. such like a... Very. Like, to me, like, it, I, it like hit on a lot of like adult themes that mm-hmm. made more sense than like anything I've seen in a long time. Right. You know, um, just the whole, um, and I don't, I don't want to give it away, but it's just basically, um, I don't know, a man examining his life kind of like, yeah, I think so. in, a, in a lot of ways, it's just, it's about, um, what our purpose is in life and mm-hmm. what, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil too much. I think it's important yeah. for people to see it, though. I, I, sure. I don't want to say important. That sounds stupid. But it's a good movie. Yeah. Um, so I, I really enjoyed that. Um, and that one just came out on Christmas, I believe. So that's like end of, end of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, that's still on your streaming services. 
Yes. I don't think it's going yeah. anywhere. I don't know. Probably I don't not. know how it works. It'll probably remain on, uh, was it Disney Plus? Disney. Um, yeah. That got a, a 95.89 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. Um, I, Pixar I re- movies oh. always do better with critics, though. They always... Mm. I think yeah. the 89 is great, but like the, the, my only knock on it would be it's not a kid's movie. Yeah. That would be my I, I only knock. It's... It, it's, it's marketed wrong. Mm-hmm. Like it's marketed as like they like I in the trailer they show like these little silly parts that are it's funny. It has like funny moments. Sure. Um but for the most part it's yeah, it's it's a good uh I don't know, heartfelt movie. I uh, particularly li- really liked there were two aspects of the movie that I really enjoyed. Uh one of them was I the variety of I guess animation styles uh yeah. where you had like the typical kind of 3D stuff for all of the humans and the animation well as, like, the, the best i've ever yeah. seen oh definitely yeah we it's, had it's like incredible. more of the, the 3d kind of like looking um stuff for like the humans for like the, the little souls mm-hmm. uh and it, more of like the 2d kind of thing going on with the jerry's and the terry yeah and it was just it was interesting especially because then it's like more of like Humans are more complex, you know? They're more rounded. They're more 3D, if you will. And the Jerry's and Terry's are very kind of, like, binary in their yeah. purpose. Um, but then all, the other thing I loved was just their the way they discussed music. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like, I don't know. I was talking with our, our good friend Keith about this. It didn't feel, like, patronizing or, like, I don't know. They They... It showed that it was like clearly a love for music and a passion for this thing without it feeling like, I don't know, this above but everyone I, else kind of thing. I think anyone could relate to it, though. Like, I don't think yeah. it's, it was very singular in that. Like, I, I don't think it was as much as like the music was mm-hmm. a big part of it. It, was, it really wasn't about that. You right. Know what I mean, no, but I think that's like what I mean, like where it didn't feel like it was out of reach for yeah. anybody you can see like you can understand um and it wasn't like talking down to anybody no not not yeah not a, that's i think all. the main thing um so that that was one i really enjoyed and i'll put this on the list just because i thought it was silly and fun and i was looking forward to it um but the oh wow the bill and ted movie which i finally oh, saw i have not seen that um bill and ted face the music yeah. Um that one was like just fun to see. And I don't know how that did critic critic and audience wise, probably not as great. But right. <laughs> I still I had a lot of fun with it. Um and it involves their kids, which is nice. kind of silly. Yeah. But it was just fun to see those characters again. So that was one that Good was like Keanu and Alex Winter back you know at what? it again. That was one that I think you know, I would have actually, I would have gone to the theater to see it because it would have been like mm-hmm. a fun night out with friends to go see that. Oh, totally. Um, at the same time, I'm happy it came out this year because I mm-hmm. think that's one that was, that was needed. Sure. I think it was a necessary distraction. So, um, yeah, definitely you'll have to um, find that. Oh, an honorable mention, actually, mm-hmm. one that I also really liked that I don't, and usually I don't love, um, um, it's hit or miss with me with Apatow movies, but I really enjoyed The King of Staten Island. I thought that was actually really oh, good. okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember if I saw that one, but... Pete Davidson. Um, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, that's cool. I didn't realize that Apatow, that was an Apatow. Um, yeah. And project. Bill Burr is great in that. Bill Burr was, uh, he's was great fantastic. Marissa Tomei, um, great cast. Um, Excellent. That was, that was a really good movie. That one, um, that one, and it's funny, that one and Soul like made me miss New York. Mm. And um, yeah, and Bill and Ted Face the Music I didn't really make me miss anything, but uh, sure. that was just fun. And uh, yeah, Palm Springs was really enjoyable. That was probably my favorite of the year. Nice. Yeah. Did Did you see um, On the Rocks? I the did see Sophia uh, Coppola. I did see On the Rocks. What did you think of that one? I thought Bill Murray was great. I thought the movie was fine. Mm-hmm. But Bill Murray, it was a Bill Murray show. Like, if yeah. Bill Murray wasn't there, you would have nothing. I, um, I agree. I think he And it is not to disparage it. if my old boss is listening to this, which I doubt she is. But um, <laughs> right. you're a great person, and you were great to me. But uh, yeah, the movie was... Uh, was a Bill Murray show. Yeah, he totally drove every aspect of, of that film, it felt. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people agreed with that. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes had it at 86.50. So it seems 86 that from all, the critics? 86 from the critics, 50 from the audience. 86 is really, really pushing it. That's really... Mm-hmm. I, and what did they... Did you look up um, Bill and Ted, what they gave? Did we mention that? Because uh, I am I actually not, curious. But I can look that up. Um, I am curious about Bill and Ted's um, score. Because I feel like it's too. probably in the... I want to say the audience score for that's going to be higher. I would imagine so. I would no, think why so. Did it, it, I tried looking it up and it brought me to the Wikipedia. Rotten Tomatoes. But yeah, I, I, as I'm looking that up, it is surprising how... How different On the Rocks scored with um, with the audience versus... I, I um, think the audience is more accurate, though. I mean, maybe 50 is a little too low, because I think Bill Murray was really fun and funny. Mm-hmm. But the movie, the premise itself was a very basic kind of premise. Yeah. Um, I think... It was I, nice I, looking. It was a nice looking yeah, movie. Um, showed you Soho, made you like Soho. Sure. Um, and if you're wealthy in New York City, it's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked um, Rashida Jones and and Bill Murray's like their chemistry in the movie. But again, yeah, I think but Bill Murray was clearly the focus of of this movie. I don't think it would have worked with any other actor. It couldn't have worked. No, it wouldn't have worked no. with any other. But I do think Rashida Jones was fine. Yeah, but I think other people could have played her part, and it would have been just as like I could have seen. Um. Uh, like Amy Adams in that part, maybe or something. Oh, sure. She, yeah, but she's, I, I mean, she's, that. she's like really good though. She's, I shouldn't yeah. put them in the same category because Amy Adams is like a, <laughs> such a great actress. Actually, Definitely. one movie I saw, I don't know if you saw it, um, was Hillbilly Elegy on Netflix. No, how was that? I actually really enjoyed that too. Um, okay. so I'll put that, the, I'll round, I'll round my numbers out at five. I like Hillbilly Elegy. <laughs> okay. Um, Amy Adams made me think of that because she was, that's a Netflix one. She was really good in that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was able to find Bill and Ted's uh, Face the Music. Yeah, it got an eighty-two seventy. Oh, that's not bad. Wait, eighty-two critic. Yeah, hmm, that's actually not bad. Yeah, and seventy from the audience. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I actually, I thought the audience score would be more. I'm so. I think 
because people are in such a Keanu, people love Keanu so much right now. I think that they're giving him a little push yeah. from the critic end. That's 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 my that. theory. But um, it's fun though. I I would recommend it to people. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was fun, I, like there were fun movies this year that were just. I think there were some like Palm Springs, Palm Springs and Bill and Ted in particular, mm-hmm. um, which kind of were like good distraction movies. Really good. Yeah. Um, and I think that was necessary this year. I can totally see that. Yeah. I had three other movies that I just put on the list. I definitely saw more than, than this list, but just three other movies that I thought were worthy of, of commentary. The first one was, I guess, I don't know. It, it's similar to, I think it, it's worth talking about because we brought up Soul. And it mm-hmm. was the other Pixar movie that came out this year, which was Onward. I didn't know there was another one, so I'm learning yeah. something new. So it was basically like, uh, imagine, um, I don't know, take your typical fantasy characters, elves, orcs, what have you, and have them develop human technology so they kind of lose connection with the magic and whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's basically two elf brothers uh, embarking on a magical quest to... Uh, spend one more day with their late father. And it's nice. I mean, it's Tom Holland is, is, plays the younger brother, and Chris Pratt plays the older brother. You have Octavia Spencer in the movie. Uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is in the movie. Solid um, lineup. Yeah, I mean, it was fine. I wouldn't say it was Pixar's best at all. Um, yeah. But it was fine. I think it was Pixar. I could be wrong. It was definitely Disney. It's crazy. Um, they, they output two in one year. That's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it got an eighty-eight ninety-five actually. Wow, on really? Tomatoes. Yeah, I'll have to check that one out. I'd say I definitely recommend uh, giving it a watch. Is that on Disney um, Plus. Yeah, and then the other two, and I don't know which order to do it. I guess I'll do it in in, in the movie, uh, just just movie type order. Uh, mm. It was one of the last ones I saw. Is the Gentleman. Oh, uh, with um, the Guy Ritchie film, yeah, yeah McConaughey, um, Colin Farrell, Hugh Grant. So I remember uh, seeing a trailer for that movie mm-hmm. when um, when I went to see Uncut Gems, and I thought, oh, okay, so that was one that was one of the last movies I saw in the theater, sure, and um, the last good movie I saw in the theater, was Uncut <laughs> Gems, yeah, and uh, I remember seeing that and being like, oh, this will be fun to see in the theater, and uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I would say it was fun to watch at home. Yeah. Uh, yeah right. that, that got a 75, 84. Um, and, but I, I thought it was great. I, the I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Yeah, very the... funny, very witty, very, uh, very, it's, there, there, it's a bit silly, of course. Um, all the ones you're totally mentioning. entertaining. Sorry, go on. I, no, I, no, that's it. I just saying all the ones you're mentioning, I'm writing down because they're actually ones I do want to see on my own. Um, Terrific. I really, I, they're ones that I've missed and that I've been meaning to get mm-hmm. to, and I just haven't. So I have to set, you know, make the time for it. Yeah, well, I um, definitely need to see Bill and Ted. Yeah, definitely um, Bill and Ted. Um, <laughs> and then the last movie that I had on my list was actually a documentary, mm. and it was Class Action Park. Oh, I, I saw Class Action Park. Yeah, that was. That was pretty wild, um, that especially was since crazy. Yeah, I've I've been to that park. Not obviously, obviously not like 
this it, that that iteration of the park that that was described is shut down before right. I went to, it and it's now has new owners. But going there, and I before way before this um, came out, I remember like uh, I went skiing there, and like there was like a uh, somebody that worked there who like was telling us the stories of the past and and how crazy yeah. of a place it was, and so it always just seemed like oh wow that's pretty nuts. And then of course this documentary came out and, and like affirmed everything he, this guy was saying and it was like holy shit this yeah. was nuts yeah yeah <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty wild really crazy um that was a that was a really good one though that's one mm-hmm. i actually did see as well um, yeah but yeah that was a crazy wild crazy wild documentary definitely um and is there anything so is there anything that is coming out next year that you know of that you are looking forward to um, in the movie department. Honestly, I have no clue what's coming out next year. So the one thing that I wanted to throw in, mm-hmm. one, or, one or two, um, we're finally going to get a James Bond movie because I think oh. James Bond, they've been delaying that movie for what seems like eight years. Yeah. <laughs> and so April 2021, and I believe by this time, whether theaters are open or not, I think this one is going to drop. Okay. Um, as well as, which I know is going to drop, the movie's going to be available. The new Dune movie is also going to be available. Oh, yeah. That looks, directed that by, looks really cool. I'm going to say his name correctly, Denis Villeneuve. That's how you pronounce it in French. Sure. Or, or if you're American, Denis Villeneuve. <laughs> but that's, that's, that's how I would have said it. Yeah. Um so that that is coming out um I think in the summer. Uh, okay. or it could be the spring. So um with uh Timothy cool. Timothy Chalamet, who I who I happen to like. So yeah. um I saw looking... something online that every single time I see now that I see Timothy Chalamet, I it just makes me laugh. And somebody posted it was like, Imagine if Timothy Chalamet and Megan the Stallion uh, started dating, and then they wrote his name as Timo the Chalamet. And now, anytime mm. I think of Timothy Chalamet, I just think of him as Timo. Timo. But yeah, yes, he, he's good. I um, digress. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking forward to those movies because um, those are like the big ones. Yeah, I would say uh, I'm definitely looking forward to those as well. Yeah, so there, there's some good stuff coming out. Um, yeah. All right. So what? So is there? I guess we can move on to. Um, We'll move on to TV. Yeah. We'll move on to TV. How about that? This year was a, a, also a big year for TV, I would say. It was a very big year for TV, yeah. Yeah. Um, Did you have um, e- either a favorite show or just one specific show that you really want to highlight? Well, I'm going to say right off, the, right off the bat, I didn't see Tiger King, so that's <laughs> not on my list. Okay. Um, but my favorite of 2020. See, this is the problem. I keep forgetting which was 2020 because I'm like thinking, oh, like Succession was great. I'm like, oh wait, it didn't have a season in 2020. That was mm, 2019. Yeah. Um, but Better Call Saul, the show that I love and I've expressed that I, I've expressed that a lot. Mm-hmm. I think it's like the best show on TV. That, that was number one for me. Okay, um, yeah. Season five. Um, the yeah. second to last season of that show was just fantastic, and the and it got robbed of so many Emmy nominations, and it bothers me, and it's 
just ugh, it's so frustrating. But for me, that that's like not it's not even close. Like that's number yeah. one for me. Okay, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm, and I will agree that is a an absolutely amazing show. I'm try I'm going through my list and I trying to figure out what I would think is my favorite show of of this year, and I figured it out. It is Ted Lasso. Oh, that that's one I haven't seen. That's with uh, Jason Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis. That especially for just what this year was was mm-hmm. such a feel good, just great show. Like it's a British show, I guess. Sort of a British show. I mean, Jason Sudeikis is, is Jason right. Sudeikis essentially plays a m- mediocre to successful college football coach mm-hmm. and he's i don't know what you would call it not drafted but he's hired to be a football a uk football a college uh soccer football coach mm-hmm. uh over uh, in 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 somewhere in the uk for a team that this uh divorcee uh got from her husband and her plan essentially is to try to destroy the team from within by hiring a nobody who has no clue how the game works. But it turns out he's just such a wonderful person that makes everybody fall in love with him. And it's just, it sounds nice. That sounds like a oh, nice show to watch. Totally. It's so yeah. great. Um, I definitely recommend if you want to have like something very light, no stakes at all, that's mm-hmm. the show to watch. Okay. That's one I'll have to check. I'm going to write mm-hmm. that down, too. And that's on the... Is that on the Apple service? I think that was the Apple. Yeah. Was, yeah, Apple TV. I don't know why I called it the Apple yeah. service. It's funny, um, though, that you mentioned uh, Tiger King, because there is that and The Vow that I felt like kind of took over a little oh, bit. This... Interesting. Interesting you say that. Yeah. Because my next one was going to be The Vow. Oh, but, okay. But um, I didn't think The Vow was as big, actually. Um, I I don't I think Tiger King was certainly bigger. Um I think I got maybe halfway through Tiger King and just started feeling disgusting. I watched none watching of Tiger it, King. I, I was just zero. like I I I don't recommend it. I was like I this just, is kind of just I do not feel I don't I felt dirty watching this. Yeah, the, what what I heard it about like it, it didn't it didn't make me intrigued at all. Yeah. Um So yeah, I I really like The Vow, but actually what I liked even better was mm-hmm. the um the other Nexium series. So the vow was about the Nexium cult. Right. Um led by Keith Raniere. Mm-hmm. Um on Stars, there was a show called Seduced. Uh-huh. That was a four part documentary series. Did you hear about this? So I heard that there was another Nexium related yeah. show. I just didn't know what it was called. They were um, on like not even simultaneously. Like they started the one started, I believe, on the last the vow finale. Like it was mm-hmm. on that night they started the seduced series on stars. Oh, okay. Like they planned it out. But that That's one smart. is like that one the vow kind of jumps all over the place. It's good, mm-hmm. but it has people, it's um people who are in the cult and then got out and it's like they're yeah. they're documenting it. Um one guy in particular who's like who's a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Um talking about their experiences. Um, and it sort of gives like a more, I want to say nuanced, but it's, because I feel like that's wrong because it's, it's just, it's a different sort of portrayal, whereas like Seduce feels more like a crime, 
document. It feels more just like oh, a okay. true crime. Um, but I actually enjoyed Seduced more because mm-hmm. it it doesn't like waste any time. It's four parts, and you're like yeah. right in it, and and it shows you a lot more of the evil of Keith Raniere. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and it's um and it a lot of it is in interviews with um this woman India Oxenberg who is the daughter of Catherine Oxenberg who's like royalty. Right, um, right. Who was in the cult. So it's I actually I would tell people to watch Seduced Over the Vow if you were gonna choose mm-hmm. one. Um because I just think it gives you it it, it gives you more of like it, it, you dive like right in, whereas like the vow like meanders a little bit, and like apparently yeah. there's going to be a season two, which I think is going to have interviews from like the other side, which oh. I think is cool. A lot of people are against it. Huh. I think it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, but it's just like it's a fascinating. Like it's so it's so fucked up, but it's like oh, it's totally. really. But I'm like fat. I'm I'm weirdly like fascinated by cults and just how people get involved and how like just all the stuff around it. It's just like really fascinating to me even though it's mm-hmm. ter- it's terrible oh totally um but that but i did really get into the nexium series both of yeah. them this year so that was like one thing that i yeah that took hold <laughs> it's interesting yeah that that the differences that you're you're speaking of with between the two documentaries i i, I obviously have not seen the second one but um i totally agree with the what you were saying with the first one where it did feel like we were wasting there were a lot of parts where I felt like we're wasting time and just mm-hmm. like, can you please just get to the point here? Like what's going yeah. like, give me more information and not this like filler kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But that's interesting. I think I will, uh, on that recommendation, check out the seduced is what you said. Yeah. Check on one? stars. Okay. Yeah. Check out, check out that one. Um, yeah. cause that, that I think is the better one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a more accessible one. Okay, um, that's cool. Yeah. Other than that, there wasn't much in terms of like current TV that I was really watching because all the series that I keep up with are moved to um, next year. Mm. They, they, like they are there like um, all the productions are delayed. Yeah. So for me, like Better Call Saul and like The Vow were like really the only ones I watched like. I I breezed through um, the new season of Big Mouth, the new season of Epis for Family, (laughs) um, just like breezed through the cartoons. But those those are fun. Don't get Mm -hmm. me wrong; those are fun, but they don't like stand out as like the best. You know, they're they're on like a different sort of level. Yeah. So um, they don't have as much of an impact with those. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like, especially with the Netflix cartoons, I feel like you could just go through them in a couple days. Yeah. And like. It's just so quick. Whereas, like these other series, because they were on networks like HBO, Stars, and AMC, you do have to mm-hmm. wait week to week. And I feel like actually sure. that that to me leaves more of an impact. Um, okay. I don't like breezing through. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I spend a lot. I go through back to old series and stuff. I watch. I watch a lot of old stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm trying to think if there was anything new that I got into this year, though. Besides that, not really. Not really. Um, I'm looking forward to my shows next year. I'm looking forward sure. to Barry coming back whenever that comes back. Oh yes, and I'm really that looking is such forward a good show. Succession coming back, uh, def- um, definitely whenever that arrives. So those those two shows, as well as the new season of Better Call Saul, which may or may not debut in 2021. I'm not I'm not entirely mm-hmm. sure. 
Well, all three of those uh, shows that you mentioned are absolutely terrific. I found that this year, I think I watched like some the some of the most TV that I have, I think like ever. And mm-hmm. by that, I mean like new shows. Um, yeah. I I did a lot of binging. Um, uh, did you watch Lovecraft Country? I didn't. No. Um, I should mention that mm-hmm. I don't. I because I work watching a lot of TV. Yeah, that I'm a lot of times too exhausted to get into a new series. So sure, that's, that's that's a lot of what hinders that me. That makes a little sense. Bit. Yeah, that totally makes sense. That is a show that I would totally recommend. Yeah. It's very cool. It's Jordan very Peele, weird. Right? Jordan Peele. Yeah, yeah. It's very cool. It's very weird. Um, I was but... just thinking about what a great movie Get Out was. So I'll have oh, to. So good. I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to eventually get to Love uh, mm-hmm. Lovecraft Country. Yeah, yeah. That I totally recommend. Did you watch Unorthodox? No, I haven't. Do, are you familiar with it at all? No. Okay, so that is something that I totally recommend. That was like a mini series. It's a. I have it here. It's a German American drama television miniseries that debuted on Netflix on March twenty sixth. 2020. This is from Wikipedia, by the way. Um, the first Netflix series to be primarily in Yiddish. It's inspired by Deborah Feldman's 2012 autobiography, Unorthodox, The Scandalous Rejection of My Hasidic Roots. Uh, the four-part oh. miniseries was created and written by Anna Winger and Alexa Karolowski and directed okay. by Maria Sch- Schroeder, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. I um, did, I did hear about this. It was, it was great. It was very, I'm very good. So it's very, it's about it's about um, someone getting out of the Orthodox community. Yeah, a, a young woman who um, essentially leaves the uh, is the Hasidic Hasidic um, community uh, a community in um, in Brooklyn. And I guess her mother had previously left many, many years previous, and she went to go find her in Berlin, I believe. Wow. And goes on this, like, just incredible adventure, like, fish out, complete, like, definition of fish out of water story of getting to see, like, what the world is like. And and it it was a fascinating kind of uh, viewing. That's Um, great. So yeah. that I totally recommend. That was great. Uh, the Queen's Gambit was terrific. Yeah, I've heard a lot about that. I don't, for whatever reason, like chess just doesn't appeal to me. But it, it, the funny thing is that, like, I feel like I was the same way. And I was just like, this show somehow made chess seem exciting. Yeah. I like that. It I like was great. That actress, by the way, mm-hmm. going back to what I said in the beginning, she starred Anya Taylor Joy, starred alongside. Olivia Cook in Thoroughbreds. Great movie with oh, those two. Okay. Recom- recommend Thoroughbreds. Nice. <laughs> okay, I will definitely check that out. So that was a really great movie. Um had a whole bunch of it had the kid from uh uh fuck it. What the we were just we were talking about it in the after show. Um, uh oh um I know who you're talking about. Cause, um, cause Love know... Actually. The Love Actually kid. The the drums. Oh, um maybe not. I think that's I who know. that was. But it I'm also had, sure. um, oh my God, the kid, he was in Harry Potter. He was his like cousin, Dudley. Oh, Dudley's in it? Yeah, the actor who played him was in it. Um, 
Oh, wow. Yeah, a bunch of people. Uh, Bill Camp was in it. Wait, we didn't um, do the after show yet, though, so we talk about we it didn't. after this. We're going to talk about it after. Yeah. Wink, wink. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was just a, a great show. Oh my god, the the um, Alma Wheat. Uh, sorry, the character's name is Alma Wheatley by uh, Mariella Heller. I think that's how you say her name. I, I looked her up. She's been in like nothing. I think she maybe did two other roles. She was fantastic in this role absolutely amazing um so yeah that is a, a a show that's totally worth watching um watched the flight attendant oh yeah great that's kelly good. cuoco was actually terrific i mean she was infuriating her character was but she did a great job um that was a, a really fun intense show Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the only other show I have on this list that I didn't, oh, sorry, there's, I had three other shows, but I don't want to talk about one of them. Uh, two other shows I want to talk about are, uh, Dispatches from Elsewhere, mm-hmm. which was, uh, Jason Siegel's project. Okay. Um, it, I guess it turns out that this was based on, I, I don't know, he was going through some shit that he ended up having to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. And during that time, he ended up writing this uh, script or this 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 idea for a show, and it's really cool. It was on AMC, um, starring Jason Segel, Andre Three Thousand. Um, oh wow! A a new actress who I I had never heard of, Evie Lin- Lindley, um, Richard E. Grant, and Sally Field. Oh wow! Um, Totally recommend the show. It, it the end was weird. The end was totally weird. Like it, it. I, I recommend it. it. It was good. And then the last one I want to talk about because I feel like I'm uh, bogarting no, uh, this part good. of the podcast was Raised by Wolves, which was on HBO. Yeah, and that was weird. That yeah. was very weird. Um, it makes sense because I think it was produced and at least directed. Um, the first couple of episodes were directed by Ridley Scott, and it was produced oh, by him. Yes, that one. So okay. I should have expected it to get go where it was going, but I thought it was going to be a little more grounded. But it was. It went. Looks really like it futuristic, from, right? It was yeah, very futuristic, and it went from zero to sixty in the last like two episodes and i was like what the fuck did i just watch but i again then thinking about it ridley scott i should have been expecting like a what the fuck thing so there are so many shows totally recommend it there's so much to get through Mm -hmm. um i want to throw in um they're not shows but uh i want to throw in three mentions yeah to if you're into comedy there's a few great comedy specials that are actually on youtube for free um, so if you're looking to laugh, um, well, three, one of them, um, I, I, um, believe it came out this year. I'll say it did. Um, <laughs> there are three comedians, Sam Morell, Joe List, and Mark Normand all had specials. Sam Morell's called I Got This, Joe List's called I Hate Myself, and Mark Norman's called Out to Lunch. All three of those available on YouTube. Absolutely hilarious. Better than anything that's on Netflix right now. I'm going to say that. Um, 
just really good if you just like straight up old school jokes. Really good, really solid joke writers. Um, definitely recommend those three. And those all came out. I'm gonna say they all came out in 2020 uh, when we needed it. And here, glad here. they were able to record them prior, so that this could like prior to the shutdown, so that we could actually right. enjoy them this year. So um, I'm happy those exist, and I'm looking forward to next year where we can see more of that stuff. Yeah, and um, you know, hopefully, um, comedy clubs opening up, movie theaters opening up, theaters in general opening up, um, so we can and even. So we can enjoy some TV shows with our friends, too. Yeah. Um, I, I think, um, but I'm looking to some new seasons of my shows that I like. Like I had mentioned before, Better Call Saul, um, Succession, Barry, and so forth. And looking forward to some movies. So, you know, if nothing else, we've got the entertainment is still there. It, no, no matter where it is, it's still going to be there. Absolutely. Um, live would be cool, but at least it'll be there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we had some stuff to look forward to. We got James Bond. We have those three uh, James Bond. I'm looking forward to a lot. Yeah, we got those three incredible shows that you've mentioned. Uh, mm-hmm. There was one more movie that you talked about, and now I'm drawing uh, a blank. Well, movie. Um, yeah, it was coming out in 2021. Oh, Dune. Dune. Yeah, that looks yeah, cool. The new Dune. Yeah, with Timo. With Timo. Yeah. Timo Shalamale. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um yeah, so there's some stuff to look forward to and there's more than that too. So if there's anything that we missed, which I'm sure there's tons that we missed. Yeah. Please let us know. Absolutely. Yeah. If you liked this episode of the Poncho Section, please consider leaving us a review on your podcast player. Follow us on the social medias, Facebooks, Twitters, Instagrams. Type the Poncho Section and look for Headley the Duck. Do you want to support the Poncho Section and show that support? Well, get yourself some Poncho Section merch. We got t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, hoodies, phone cases, art prints, stickers, and mugs. Just go to theponchosection.com, scroll down to the bottom, and click Merch. And finally, if you want to be featured on an episode of the Poncho Section, send a voice memo to ponchosection at gmail.com, and we'll play it in an upcoming episode. Alrighty. Thank you all for listening. Peace. Peace.